The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey everyone, welcome back to the program Afternoons with Mike here on the Shepherd Radio Network. With me today, second time, but first time in our nice studios that we've been in now for a couple of years. So it's been a long time. Early in the 2020, I believe. Yeah, I think it would have been then. two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, Vina Francois was here and we learned her story. And it is a fun story to hear. You come from a singing family. Yes, I do. A lot of your siblings made up a bunch of the band or the, I don't yes. know if you had four, I think four. I, well, I am one of nine kids <laughs> born to my parents. Oh my goodness. And uh, I have five sisters. So we all grew up, the six of us, we all grew up singing at Calvary. At Calvary Orlando Assembly, now. Orlando now. Yeah, now yes. it's now Calvary, it's Calvary Orlando. Orlando. Was Calvary Assembly back yes. in the day. And just for those that are listening, whose ears just perked up. And they would think, oh, I was part of Rock House. I was part of Calvary. Uh, what were what were the some of the things that you remember about that time frame in your life? Well, uh, Rock House was still in existence back then when I was growing up, along with my siblings, um, as well as mainstream H2O. But I was, you know, little, but I always hung out with my older right. uh, sisters uh, and sneaking in to their services. But um, but no, Calvary has been an instrument and and intrinsic part of not only my life, but my entire family. My parents have been attending that church uh, for about 50 years now. Wow. So that is our foundation. Still involved there. Still involved, yes. With, with Kevin and Maria with now. With Pastor Kevin and Maria. That's, That's right. Correct. I love those people. They've been up here on my program as well. Yes. And they're, dear, you would know Glenn Berteau. I do, yes. <laughs> boom, boom. Yes. Name yeah. from the past there. Yeah, that's right. A lot of wonderful pastors have yeah. uh, come through Calvary Assembly. And again, uh, they have been a, a a solid part of not only my life, but my entire family's life. Yeah, we moved down here to be part of the, the church plant that was planted out of Calvary that became Metro Life Church. Yes. Did you know Danny, Danny Jones? Danny Jones. Yeah, Danny is my Absolutely. lifelong brother from another mother. That's what he is. <laughs> that is wonderful. Yeah. So Danny and I met in the early 70s before he even went to Calvary. He was at a different church as a youth pastor and a worship leader at, at that church. And I was in a band. Okay. And, and I was a guitarist in a band that toured to Florida every year from wow. Indiana. And we met and uh, through just a crazy pool game, billiard game, became friends in, uh, really became like brothers really, and moved down here in 85 to be part of that with him. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the story. Now, Vina, you're, yeah, you guys, your, your family's still involved there. That's so exciting. You were here, like we said, a couple of years back and you, at that point in time, you were, you were a candidate for a, I believe it was for uh, the Congress. Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran against Val Demings last election cycle for Congressional District 10. I became the Republican nominee, so I did win my primary. Yes, you did. And now you're in another primary for House District 45. Yes, at the state level. At the state level. Yes. And you're running a, in a, what seems to me, I don't know, it seems like a crowded field it of is. other. It is. It is a crowded field yeah. of candidates that are running. I'm running against four opponents. 
And we know a couple of those opponents. They've actually been up here. So you, in, in a real way, you're running against some friends in, in that way. But uh, this, is, this is a crazy time that we live in in America right now. And I think the number one question I would have for you is, after having gone through the gauntlet, which you did, I mean, you, I can't even imagine running for U.S. Congress as you did. And you didn't do all that bad. No, I, I didn't. I, I think you did quite well. And, you know, you, you learned a lot, obviously. Yes, absolutely. But sometimes when people are in a race like that and it, they don't win, as, as that was the case with you, they, there's this sense that many of them get burned and they don't want to ever try again. There's something in you that says, I'm going to go for this at the state level. Yes. I can still see you. I think, I think you could do it at the national level still. And, and well, no, let me rephrase that. I know you could do a better job than what's being done right now. I know it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, your values, your love for God, your, I, I would say, your American viewpoint. And I'm not trying to nationalize the church or anything at all like that. I'm not doing that. But I mean, you have, you have values that you have been handed down and taught correctly by your parents. Absolutely. That, you know, that, that is America. That is America. I, I am currently living the American dream as a first-generation American. You know, my parents immigrated from the Bahamas uh, around the 1970, and, and that's here in Orlando. That's where they found their home, their community, yeah. uh, and their church. Uh, and so with that said, I have two amazing parents who raised nine children and I think that we all turned out pretty decent in life um, and, yes. you know, given us that foundation. And those are the three tenets, faith, family, and freedom. That's what we grew up on. Right. Um, and that, uh, you know, the Bible says train up a child in the way that they will never depart from you. And that's what my parents did. And I'm forever grateful to them for instilling that part um, in my life. Uh, and so now as, as an adult, uh, you know, God is first in my life, and, and I know that he is guiding me in this journey that I'm making running at the state level, State House District 45. So basically, to go back to my initial question on this, what happened the first time was not enough of negativity to turn you away from getting back into the flow and wanting to be a representative. Absolutely not. Uh, you know, I, again, growing up as a child, I think... Um, my parents raised me as, as far as having confidence in myself uh, as a young woman, mm-hmm. as a young woman of God as well. And then working in D.C., uh, you know, you can't work in D.C. without growing thick skin. So, you know, I believe God has ordered my steps my entire journey ever since graduating from law school at FAMU Law School uh, to this moment for such a time as this, preparing me along the way uh, for such a time as this. So I am re- ready and able and willing um, and this was all for the glory of God. Now, you haven't met John Crossman then. You don't know him, right? I've, I've run you, into him many times, Okay, times. you have no. We've got to get you on his show. I've got to talk yes. to him, uh, make an appeal. Get Vina on your show. This is great. <laughs> uh, you know, this is, uh, this is a time that is unprecedented, obviously, for many different reasons. Mm-hmm. We're, we're living in a, a, a kind of a, a wait and see almost of what's going to be said next that's going to be explosive what's going to affect, obviously the state of Florida is mm-hmm. probably respected by most and maybe hated by some of the progressive states who really are more jealous than anything yes. about the great uh, free state of Florida. But we have this uh, this 
nonsense going on right now in the country where every day we wake up, I'm wondering what blunder, what gaffe, what horrible statement. I'm praying that none of them cause us to go off into spontaneous war. This is a crazy time, isn't it? This this is a very crazy time. And this is the reason why I'm running, Mike. It's because I'm running because our country right now is at a critical crossroad. And we need a strong, can-do conservative in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. And as, you know, the, you know, the dis- the folks in District 45 and as their next state representative, I will work alongside our great governor, Ron DeSantis, for a free and, and a very strong Florida. For me, that means fighting inflation, low taxes, armed police officers in all of our schools, parental choice and education, and defending for our First and Second Amendment rights against big tech and an overreaching federal government. Wow. Um, and so that is what I am striving to do, and, and I will take that, and I will fight for the people in District 45 in Tallahassee. What are you seeing in Florida right now? We know that the battle came out, and a lot of people didn't realize that when the judge stayed the Florida 15-week abortion ban, uh, it wasn't just a little bit after that that Ashley Moody uh, basically put out a, a, an appeal to that that stayed the judge's restriction. We're, we're in this state right now to where Florida, again, there's a lot going for it, but there's a there's a big target, if you will, of criticism that is aimed at everybody like you who are standing for these things. How do you how do you respond to people when they criticize? Well, absolutely. Well, you have to stand firm in your belief and and your principles, never wavering. I am pro life through and through. And uh, with that said, I think Florida, uh, the governor DeSantis is doing the right thing. We're leading the way. We're leading the country. Uh, and he he allowed the state of Florida to remain open uh, for business, and we are doing so well. So right. our economy is doing better than this United States as a whole. Yeah. So that that has something to say for it. Texas and Florida are often mentioned in the same breath, and uh, these states have, like what you said, an openness to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are yet there are, are parts of both of our states, uh, people who are very vocal people who are very bent on uh, on stopping some of these things but this whole recent thing with Roe v Wade the overturning of that 50 almost 50, 50 years, years yes. uh in the process has been a big deal right absolutely and uh you know i know a lot of uh evangelicals in the church and and the christians that are out there we are so excited uh but there's a lot of work to be done now it's back to the states where it belongs for the states to make the decisions Uh, And so Mm -hmm. I know here in the state of Florida, uh, you know, the state legislature, they've started that process and we just have more work to, you know, more work needs to be done on on that front. Now, here in Florida, another big thing that happened in the news and it was really shocking, really, to see it and to uh, really have, I believe, our eyes open as to what Disney really has done. But Walt Disney was in the world uh, for a different reason in the news uh, they brought a world of trouble on themselves, it seems, with criticism over this whole thing of their criticism of the law of uh, of the of, of the governor mm-hmm. and uh, and the this the thing about transgendered uh, students. Uh, what are your thoughts about what's well, going my, on with Disney? My thoughts are, you know, it's the woke left that are trying to bring uh, their stance uh, and and indoctrinate our children in our schools. And I'm so happy that parents are, are now taking an active role in their child's education. I'm so excited that Moms for Liberty is out right now out in Tampa having their first summit 
and gathering all these moms. And, you know, one positive thing uh, that took place here at COVID is now more parents are being active and they're seeing what is uh, what their child is being taught in school. So that was the first wave of information. Uh, and as far as Disney is concerned, um, uh, you know, it's not called the gay bill. It is called the parental rights bill. That's right. You know, and I remember when I uh, back in third grade, uh, that's where my love for math grew. I didn't care if my whether or not my teacher, if she was married or not, you know, so and, and I don't believe sexualization should be taught to kids at that level um, before they are taught multiplication. So, again, as when I remember, as I recall, when I was in third grade, that that's where my love for math and science grew. Mm-hmm. And now uh, graduating from college, I have a science degree. Uh, and so with that said, and I think uh, teachers should not bring their personal life into the classroom. And it's not only being brought into the classroom, it's being insisted to teach these kids. You know, there was a time that we would hear the phrase confusion Mm -hmm. in young people about their, uh, about their, uh, I never, again, I never use this term about your sexuality, uh, but that's what we were told that it's, it's confusion. So there's almost like a call to uh, kind of feel bad for these students. And we want to be mindful of them and and that would be the kind of talking point mm-hmm. but now whether or not a kid like you said most of these kids they they're oblivious to this they Absolutely. don't want to talk about it they want to no they, they just want to learn be taught learn. and play in the playing fields that's pretty much it my point is that we're causing confusion yes by some of these things that are we're politicizing it yeah it's being politicized it's being brought to them and then they're having to deal with mm-hmm. the burden and the weightiness of all of this. And we're not talking about teenagers here. We're talking about first grade, second grade, uh, kindergarten, that Disney is complaining about not being able to bring these hefty, big, oversized subject matters to their minds. Yes. And yet that's what's happening. Well, uh, you know, I'm just so excited, again, how parents and particularly moms and fathers, they're, you know, they're getting more involved in their child's, you know, education. And so they are going to these meetings. They are going to the school board meetings and taking an active role. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we all need to do. And we've all we're now paying attention to that. And it starts there. So it starts uh, with us voting the right candidates into office, particularly at the school board level. And as far as Reedy Creek is concerned, you know, I support the decision of the governor to review the status of Reedy Creek. Um, if I'm elected, I look forward to working with with the governor and the legislature on finding a long term solution for our largest employer and economic engine within our district, because Disney is in the heart. That's what of I started district to say. 45. It is. It's in, yes. it's includes it all, really. Yes, it does. And, you know, that so you're you would be the person that would be getting a lot of the push from these people down at Reedy Creek. Absolutely. And as I door knock every single day, you know, I'm meeting people that actually work at Reedy Creek or Disney Mm -hmm. as a whole, and they are Republicans. And so they are afraid of losing their job. And, you know, and I would uh, say to them that, you know, we will work tirelessly uh, with our governor to find a solution. Mm -hmm. Well, these are going to be interesting times for this uh, whole area, I do believe, because the working out of that, like you said, we have to remember that it, they are the biggest employer yes. around and an influential player, not only in the direct employment standpoint, but uh, vacation destination as a whole Absolutely. is a, a lot of the reason. And, and we're grateful for what we have in Florida. Yes. And tourism is a huge you know, economic uh, dr- driver 
uh, for not only the state of Florida, but for our particular District 45. Do you think they have any regret at all about taking the stand that they took? I would think so, yes. I've wondered about that because some people feel that they, they, they don't. They, they're, they're not worried about it. And I would like to think that well, somebody again, somewhere... having a conversation with some of the employees, you know, as I door knock every single day, they are concerned. Now, whether or not yeah. the CEO and all yeah. of the executives are concerned, you know, I just don't think that they are because they are still trying to indoctrinate their employees. If you've just tuned in and you're wondering who is this young lady that uh, Mike has as his guest. It's Vina Francois, and she's running for District 45 state representative in the state of Florida, the great free state of Florida, we might add. Give us your website and how people can get in touch with you. Yes, my website is venaforflorida.com. My first name is spelled V-E-N-N-I-A for F-O-R Florida.com. Vina for, or would look V-E-N-N-I-A. Yes. Pronounce Vina for florida.com and uh your your website would have all the information absolutely that you it has all the information on how a supporter can donate uh see where i stand on other issues as well well it's really fun to get to talk with you yet again yes and uh nice to have you in our home now here in the studios in orlando i, I love the new studio it's, yeah. it's amazing it's beautiful we love it and it's really a lot of fun to get to talk to people like you in it. So thank you for dropping by today. Thank you. Great to be here. And we'll be back in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. If you are nearing 65 years of age and need to compare Medicare supplement plans, here is great news. You can speak to a licensed professional independent insurance agent at Affordable One Insurance in Orlando. You'll find them to be so trustworthy and helpful. And at Affordable One, there is no cost or obligation for your call. Comparing plans can be confusing. Get the help you need at Affordable One. Call 407-965-4166. That's 407-965-4166. If you've considered the natural beauty of a wood floor, then go with a winner. Ability Wood Flooring has been a trusted source and family-owned and operated since 1950. Ability Wood Flooring is voted best of the best and are featured on A&E's Zombie House Flipping. Ability proudly works with Florida's top builders, winning many awards in the Parade of Homes. Get a free design consultation today. AbilityWoodFlooring.com EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Welcome back here to Afternoons with Mike. I have with me on the line Patty Garibay. She's from Cincinnati up there in that part of the country and not terribly far from my home state of Indiana. Patty is with the organization called American Heritage Girls. Patty, welcome to the program. It's got to be a crazy time right now to be leading an organization like American Heritage Girls in a culture like this. Mm, It surely is interesting with new challenges each and every day, for sure. Right. Now, give us a little bit of the brief history of American Heritage Girls. I know that a lot of people are familiar with Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and other organizations like Trail Life is, is one of the 
newer versions that um, are responding to the culture. Tell us about your organization. Right. Well, we were started in 1995 as a result of the changes in the Girl Scouts USA. I had served as a volunteer leader for 13 years in Girl Scouts, and I really loved that organization and that I was able to minister to girls and to bring the gospel to them. But in 1993, the Girl Scouts made a decision that no longer would a girl need to say an oath to God in the Girl Scout promise. And of course, that was problematic for me as a Christian mom who knew that this was a character development program. So if you're not basing it on God, then what would you be basing this program on? And so it was one of those, "Mm, what am I going to do? A moral dilemma, you might say. Am I going to serve the Lord or I'm going to serve the Girl Scouts because now they're two different things. And so as a result, um, I thought I was just going to start a little something for my third daughter. I'm a third daughter. I always felt sorry for her because she got the hand me down and she couldn't have Girl Scouts. (laughs) So it's time to start something for her. But look at this, Mike. We're 27 years later, 50,000 girls each year and hundreds of thousands of girls have gone through this program over the last quarter of a century. And that is all attributed to the faithfulness of the Lord. Now, you mentioned this back in 1995. So, you know, a lot of us, we've seen these changes happen much more recently in a lot of other areas, but this really does go to the point that it's been quite a progression to get us to the point where we are today. A lot of people think it's happened overnight, but Mm -hmm. these, that's not true, right? That is, you're absolutely right, Mike. This is a well-orchestrated plan and to get our youth, and this is even in the Communist Manifesto, you've got to have the kids first, right? Right. So every youth program virtually that was founded on Christian principles um, from the Girl Scouts to the Boy Scouts to the YMCA, they all have fallen uh, to political correctness in the cancel culture. And um, at one point from 2009 to 2013, American Heritage Girls had been partners with the Boy Scouts of America. We were proud of how they were standing for moral truth. And then, as you know, in 2013, they changed their membership standards, and we found ourselves helping to start a boys program, which, of course, as you mentioned earlier, Trail Life USA. So you never know what God's going to have you be involved with, right? Boy, I tell you, it's really great that people like you stepped up to fill that void because so many parents, they, like you were mentioning, your your third daughter, they're not wanting to deprive them of some of the wonderful things that were hallmarks for so mm. many people. I think of all the scouting and girls clubs that uh, they really enjoyed the camaraderie and the values that were taught and really citizenship that those are terms right now patty that seem lost in this culture they really are and there is such a spirit of confusion and what was wrong is is you know right and what is right is wrong and it is a very confusing time for teens it's a confusing time for kids it's a confusing time for us adults my word to see what has happened the trajectory that the culture has taken is something of course we can curse the darkness but i have chosen to light a candle and there are options you we as families do not have to succumb to this we can be a remnant we can be separate and we're called to be so you know this is not our final home right we are called to look at things eternal. And that's what American Heritage Girls does. I really like what you said about uh, why curse the darkness when you can light a candle. And I think that is one of the things that people are catching on to right now. This is not enough. We, we saw that happen in Loudoun, Virginia, when the parents 
mm-hmm. said enough is enough, and they stood up, and and that's historic now, and it's a great model. What you did is uh, is form this new organization, American Heritage Girls, uh, out, out of this uh, decision that we're not going to step by and do nothing. That's that's how you lit that candle, and boy, a lot of lives have been lit up literally in their hearts since that time. That is so true. And, you know, it's not to say that that is an easy thing to do. I think our human nature is one to acquiesce and to say, well, my troop, because this is what I even said to my husband, my troop will still keep God and our Girl Scout promise. And he looked at me and he said, no, really, what are you really going to do? Because that's not going to cut it. You're still funding. You know, you're still part of this organization and you're confusing families out there by still belonging to it. So sometimes we have to stand up heart. And that's not always easy. Uh-huh. But I'll tell you one thing, it is a place to find great joy, because when you're in God's will, you will find great joy. You know, I love that. It is so true. There's nothing like being in the middle of God's will and knowing that you're not just uh, doing something that is continuing to put forward an agenda. Uh, oh, I, I have so many interviews, Patty, where I'm talking to people and this whole thing about Marxism, uh, it, it used to be something talked about with the greatest of of uh, suspicion, and now our our many in our Congress, many in our Senate, are welcoming and the thought of America being a socialist or communist. Uh, it, it's just unbelievable that we're talking about this in terms of right here in America. It is, and it's so confusing to our kids. And so it's important that we understand that they are the ones writing the scrolls of history for tomorrow. So they need to understand our history and not not this made up stuff. They need to understand really the sacrifices of the patriots. And, you know, in American Heritage Girls, our name is that for a reason. And it really is to celebrate our our Judeo-Christian values that our nation was founded upon, to celebrate those patriots that helped to make this country what it is and to provide prevent this country from becoming what some want it to be. And so we really believe that the influence of a girl, of a young woman is great. You know, John Quincy Adams even spoke to this, spoke about the manners of women are the most infallible barometer of today's society. And so when you see women falling, you know the country's going to fall. So this is worth the investment to work with young women, to be tightest to women to them, to help them Uh, grow up in the way they should go. This is important work. We saw just last week an article that really is a, a barometer as to how things really are out there in the culture when it, a headline is mentioned that they're going to make motions to remove the name mother and replace it with birthing parent. I mean, how crazy is our culture right now? Oh, my word. Don't you feel like your head is a constant state of shaking? I mean, we just are like, are you kidding me? I remember What's next. Glenn Beck used to do something. It was so funny. He would be talking about a subject like this and he'd say, I've got to go get my duct tape and wrap it around my head to keep my brain from exploding. I think that is exactly how I feel. It's nuts. You know, yes. you've got to be kidding me. Are we, are we going to have birthing parents day instead of mother's day now? I mean, what in the world, where does this stop? 
Mm, where does it stop? And it has to stop with people standing up. Those parents in Loudoun County, American Heritage Girl families, you know, people that are saying, you know what, enough is enough. We're not going to buy this. This We know what this is worth. It's worth less. And we, we know what is right and what is true. And that's what we need to stick with. I agree. You know, there was a, a conversation I had years ago with a, a, a theologian who really helped uh, kind of I think, clear up this whole issue about our culture of the day. Of course, then we were talking about postmodernism and how that those that have bought into the cultural uh, direction that we're going right now that have kind of left the Judeo-Christian ethics, they they no longer look at uh, people like you and me who believe in Jesus, who believe in the the word and believe in the heritage that we have in the word of God and, and with that, which our founders greatly purported, but we are no longer just on a different viewpoint from them. He will, he pointed out that we've become their enemy. And so that's mm. part of the problem. This culture is waging war on anyone who believes in God. Mm, that is so true. I mean, when you're looking at worldviews, and that's really what this is all about, a biblical worldview, which is what we maintain, you and I, Mike, and a secular humanist worldview, those two worldviews cannot coexist. And so when the postmodern culture is deciding that they are going to be the upper hand, but we know who wins at the end, right? right? They're going to be the upper hand in this country. Then what do they have to do but cancel, diminish persecute, etc., cetera, uh, the Christian who is on the right track and who is standing for truth and who will have eternal life. So this is this is serious stuff. It's a spiritual battle. I'm talking to Patty Garibay here from American Heritage Girls. Now, Patty, you know, one of the things that you mentioned is the impact on young people when this culture is is kind of moving in this direction. One of the things that we've seen is so much confusion going on right now in girls' sports and, and the crazy things that are happening with the transgendered athletes, men who are saying they're women. Uh, there's just a tor- terrible amount of headlines that are out there, but it is leaving girls right now with this condition of anxiety, right? It, anxiety in so many areas of their life. You know, there's there's the lonely loneliness, there's isolation, there's lack of relationship, there's lack of identity. This gender identity confusion is at a record high. I've never seen anything like it, even within American Heritage Girls troops. Girls need that tether to truth. And without that tether, they're cut off and confused. And we we all know we are sinful people. We're born with original sin. We're going to our natural, what shall I say, our natural deviance is not to be a godly nature, but we need to be trained up in that way. And so it's important that we as parents understand that there's so many issues girls are are having. We need to find tools in our parenting toolbox to help these girls navigate. So how do you combat loneliness and isolation that, of course, was at a record high during the COVID years? And that is to find true relationships. That's not screen relationships. That's human beings interacting with one another in a troop setting on a camp out 
you know, somewhere where they can do life together as human beings and share a like-mindedness that will help to reinforce what they believe in in this crazy culture when most people, let's face it, as you said, postmodernism, do not believe this. So how do we raise up? We have to have arrows in our quiver. We have to affirm that they have truth on their side and that they have a divine design and that the Lord has made no mistake on who they are. You know, the things that face our children, the young people, uh, girls, boys alike on this one, uh, it's not helped by the fact that the media is completely complicit with this direction of the progressive left. So they're getting all this confusion from movies. They're getting it from social media, from TV shows. If they watch TV, and most of them do, they're on their phone, they're on their screen time. Parents have their work cut out for them right now, right? They do. And it's so important that we have these discussions, you know, even the age old discussions that we as young parents were afraid to engage, you know, about sexuality or something. Well, now we got to talk about gender. And and these are things that if we don't talk about them, they're going to learn it from somewhere else. And, you know, we have this false, I call it artificial maturity that kids think that they have today because they can find out anything from Google. They don't need to ask their parents, but that none of that knowledge has roots. So without the roots or the experience that really makes that part of their being, they have an artificial maturity. So we as parents are called to have these discussions. And I encourage your listeners to consider visiting our website, AmericanHeritageGirls.org, and sign up for our free ebook that will really help parents navigate this loneliness and isolation issue, as well as our Raising Godly Girls Guide to Gender and Identity. These have conversational helps oh, and also scriptural great. references that will help a parent have those discussions and not be in the dark when they start to do that. You know, it's not only the kids, the girls in this case, that need the help, but you're right. Parents need some help along, and it, it, they can feel very alone and isolated, right? Absolutely. This is a scary time for, I think, any parent. And I, I know that I have grandchildren now, and I'm seeing how my children are parenting them, and they're being very intentional, probably even more intentional than my husband and I were, in that it, this this culture demands to be intentional. Mm -hmm. And I think in in the long run, you know, I'm a positive. I I decide to pitch my tent in a land of hope, right? And I believe that this really could raise up a remnant that could really create a revival because these kids, when they know the truth, they're hungry for it. And they're going to go even beyond what their parents are teaching. They're going to dive into the word. And I'm seeing that in my own grandchildren. Yeah, take just a moment, if you will. We've got a couple of minutes left here, but take a moment and tell us about what a typical American Heritage Girl meeting would look like. Great. Yes, American Heritage Girl's ministry is really a ministry of the church. So typically, a church will say, you know what, I really care about youth. I'm concerned about them. I want an outreach to them. And so we're going to have the American Heritage Girls and in the best situations, the Trail Life Ministry here at this church. And we're going to reach out to families because we care about family ministry and we want to disciple kids. It doesn't have to be just the kids in your church, by the way. It can be the the friends of the kids in your church so that you're really doing an outreach and bringing families to Christ. Mm -hmm. So first of all, that meeting place is happening in a church, right? And or it can be a, a private school that a with our statement of faith or a homeschool entity, that kind of thing. 
and they're meeting usually weekly or biweekly for a couple of hours. They're doing, um, first of all, they're doing a flag ceremony and devotions. They're, they're praying to the Lord. They're learning more about faith and about his nature. And then they might be diving down into some some badge work, some life skill work where they're, they're really learning how to navigate life, how to adult. And then they might be having a lot of fun just playing games and building re- real relationships, not screen relationships. Yeah. And then they might be planning for the next camp out or the next service project. I mean, really, the whole idea is th- the ideas are endless and the fun is just extraordinary. So each troop is individual and unique, starts with five people. We have a troop board, it's called, and that you need five adults that say, hey, I care about this in my community. I'm willing to sacrifice my time and invest in the next generation. And those five adults spring more more adults and the girls will come. <laughs> if That's you build awesome. it, they will come. I believe it. Patty Garibay, American Heritage Girls. Give us that website one more time. AmericanHeritageGirls.org. Thank you so much for being with me today, Patty. And thank you, Mike. It's been a pleasure. And we'll be right back. Are you looking for the right franchise to open your own business? Green Flag Franchise has the experience and knowledge to help match your business plan with your goals and values. Is your business ready to become a franchise? Green Flag Franchise will help you explore the potential and benefits of franchising your existing company. For a free consultation and coaching, visit GreenFlagFranchise.com. That's GreenFlagFranchise.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. If you need help with your bookkeeping but can't afford to hire a full-time employee, The Good Books Company is your answer. The Good Books Company is a total bookkeeping solution, working with most industries and offering a free, no-obligation discovery session. The Good Books Company can help you clean up and catch up on all your bookkeeping needs. Visit them at goodbooks.com. That's goodbooks.com. Or call 321-356-0774. That's 321-356-0774. Back again for our final segment, and on the line with me, one of our sponsors of the program is Affordable One, and the leader of Affordable One is right here in the Orlando area, and that's Don Kirkendall. Don is a part of the Christian Chamber. Welcome to my program again, Don Kirkendall. Well, thank you very much. It's really great to have you on to chat about things that affect us all. And one of the things that certainly affect us is everything you're involved with in your business of insurance. And I know you deal everything from prescription drugs to health insurance, the automobile line as well. I know that you guys do a lot over there, right? Well, we're integrated brokers and we're licensed in 30 states. So there's very, very little that we do not do. We have specific people. So if you have a car question, you get to talk to Dewey. If you have a commercial question, you're going to talk to Jessica. You know, it depends. So those people spend all day focusing on those areas. Keeps them very busy. You've been in that office for a long time, right? Long, long time. Used to be over not far from where you are. Yeah, we've been here in Winter Park, geez, I know well over 10 years. In this facility, uh, it's been a great facility for us. Tons of free parking. We love that. That's great for customers to, they're not having to uh, fight the heat 
for a walk in this 96 plus. Uh, it feels sometimes like it's 104. You have to be so careful if you're doing sports outside. Here, you just, you know, the sweat just rolls off you. And I, I love the heat myself. I'm not a cold weather guy. Yeah, I'm not complaining either. If you live in Florida, that's part of the deal. And we have all this beautiful winter weather that is uh, really mm-hmm. nice, free from snow and ice. That's always a right. good thing for me, a guy from Indiana who fought it for 30-some-odd years. So I'm glad to uh, to take the heat, and it's not that bad. Don, we had someone on the program uh, sometime back about a month and a half ago or so, and what we were talking about on that uh, call that day was the fact that subsidies for Obamacare were set to end coming up just before the midterms. This caused a lot of people a lot of concern because if they were a part of this thing called uh, the Affordable Care Act. Sense of humor. (laughs) Yeah, a sense of humor. It was not affordable. uh, And it certainly, according to this uh, interview that I had, these subsidies were going to cause people's rates to, to double and sometimes even triple in terms of their monthly premium. But it sounds like a bill is already underway as of yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, they're they're bringing it up yesterday. It, it, and a funny story, my wife's sister is from a place you've never heard of in the middle of nowhere, West Virginia, which just happens to be where the senator is from. His father has this big Medicare facility in this little place in the middle of nowhere. So we know him. And not long ago, I wrote him a letter to say thank you for you know some of the things you've done. Even though I can't vote for you, all my wife's relatives can but yeah, Monday we had this conversation <laughs> oh, because goodness. the fascinating thing, you, you got to love elections. And so just like all of a sudden, oh, gas went down eight cents or whatever it was, as we get closer and closer, because that is the problem with the, the Affordable Care Act. It's not affordable. The prices have doubled and tripled. And so what happens is the government subsidizes it, and that subsidizing um, I remember October of 2016 at an event, and I looked at this person running for Congress, and I said, what are you going to do about the 50,000 people about to lose their health insurance in Central Florida? And her comment was, well, in my husband's business, we don't just dump stuff. We just dump more money into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we eat cake and do some other neat things. And if you speak to that person, she'll tell you that, yes, that was her thing, was just get them to pump more money into the tax credits, which they did. And yes, that's set to expire, but they've already proposed legislation. I would be hugely surprised if there's any change to that between now and November. Now, once November hits and the election takes place, you have a whole different world. But the the problem with that, there's a lot of problems with that program. The biggest problem is that they specifically drove up costs because of some of the things they did. Mm -hmm. And they offset it with tax credit, which means that if you're on Medicare, you're paying for your neighbor to be on Affordable Care Act. If you make a substantial amount of money, you're subsidizing that program. And yet, if you turn on the television, they'll say, oh, this poor person, they have no health insurance. Um, no, I don't think so. That's that's interesting. But you'll see a lot of things, and you'll see a lot of things happen 24 months from now. Um, but we, we spend a lot of time keeping an eye on what's going on at different levels um, regarding health insurance, Medicare plans, commercial insurance, homeowners insurance. You know, at, you mentioned the Christian Chamber had a conversation with a gentleman about something the state was about to do concerning homeowners insurance. And so 
Government is a huge player in the insurance world. Mm-hmm. They really are. And with things happening right now, you know, you were talking about uh, all of the things that happened just a, less than two years ago. It feels like a long time ago because of the pain of uh, that we're paying at the pump and at the grocery stores. But all of those things, those early packages, those changes on day one when we lost our oil independence and now all of a sudden we're begging uh, Saudi Arabia again for oil and they're not going to do it. And we're, you know, we're seeing all these things, but that that is the fruit of those kinds of decisions, right? Well, it, it you go to the pond and you throw a rock in and you see the ripples. Mm-hmm. And so when certain people said, well, we have to have the minimum wage raised to this because people can't live on it. Well, that was never the intention. And so when that got raised, you'll notice you go to your bank. There are fewer and fewer people working in the bank. Right. That's a consequence of that. And so when you do these things, gasoline is the one that always scares me because that's how your food gets delivered to the store. My wife and I had this conversation just this past weekend. I said, is it me or is money evaporating from your checking account? And she's like, well, if you want to eat, uh, you know, here's the price of milk. Here's the price of bread, you know, dog food. If you have pets, um, the, I went to a store where I normally buy dog food and there were like three bags. Wow. So I bought three yeah. bags. Um, Empty them out. Unfortunately, huh? everybody's doing it. Well, but it, it's a ripple effect. And so it driving, uh, drive anywhere and what you have to pay. But the trucks, you know, those trucks aren't going to get better gas mileage. And so. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to watch, but we do get a choice here pretty soon. Well, how, uh, from your standpoint, how can the average listener for us out there today, how can they uh, kind of uh, maybe better their odds at, at fighting all of these things with inflation? You know, you, you're looking at the last report of 9.1% inflation rate right now, the most in over 40 years. And I would wonder, really, seriously, if that's even... Uh, accurate. I, I'm thinking it's well over that, but uh, we'll see. I, I think the real cost when you consider gas, and like you said, with gas doubling, which it more than doubled, now it's going down a little bit. Thankfully, it is going down, but you're, <laughs> it's hard It's hard to, to think of an area that's not going to be impacted by these high rates, even if they are a little bit less than what they were a month ago. But uh, it, it, it just has that ripple effect, and everything that we buy costs more right now. So what can people do to help kind of uh, bridge that gap right there? Well, the biggest thing, I believe in the free market, and it's not free, but it is a market. And I was at a convention not long ago and standing in front of literally 100 different insurance companies, and... So, But as a consumer, I mean, I have to buy this, too. I don't know why people assume if you're an insurance agent, they just give you this stuff for free. Trust me, they don't get it, get it for free. And I have a classic car. And so I'm sitting here looking one day, so this is not a vehicle I drive every day. Therefore, while I do want to have insurance, I don't want to pay ridiculous. And I went to one of my people and I said, now's the time we go shop the top four carriers because – the bottom four carriers, not that excited about, but I want the people that would actually pay a claim if I had one. Right. And so she literally cut my price in half. Now, 
saying that, you know, we've been at events and, and had a little computer and guys are like, well, you can't do that for me. I understand because there's so many variables, uh, homeowners, so many variables that that's not a consistent thing. But shopping it, uh, because we have people all the time come in here. And, yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked at my stuff in forever and forever. Well, they love people like you because you're automatically renewing. And as such, there's no pressure mm-hmm. because it is a very competitive landscape. It may not seem that way to a consumer, but if you are on this side of the class, it is a very competitive landscape. And they do want to keep those people paying them on a regular basis because, you know, the price of jet fuel went up too. You just can't get in your Gulf Stream and fly wherever you want <laughs> without considering what the price of jet fuel has gone to. Um, I, I was looking the other day at a new vehicle, and it was $66,000. Wow. And I'm, and I'm like, it's a pickup truck. I'm like, well, I'll tell you, I literally, standing there, I said to the guy, I'll take it. He goes, eh, you might want to look to your right. This thing had $20,000 worth of add-ons. I said, that's not going to happen. But but think about a moment what a car payment is on a vehicle that's sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000. That's your house. Yeah, it is. So, <laughs> it's a house payment. Yeah, oh, my and goodness. It's not gonna stay. it's not going to stay that way. I, I talked to the general manager, one of the big car dealers, just – couple of days ago. And I said, you know, this is going to drop. And he said, well, the sad part is when it drops, it's going to drop a lot. And because they're overcharging right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. I get it. You have a shortage. But the, the consumer drives all it. Two things drive it. Number one, who we decide to put in office. And when someone stands up and says, I'm going to get rid of fossil fuel, you should believe that person. Uh, because then they work to get rid of fossil fuel. And most people don't understand that well over half of the petroleum doesn't go into gasoline or diesel or any of that. It goes into plastic, Mm -hmm. your toothpaste container, your mouthwash container, all all those little things uh, that's derived at some level from petroleum. So, So you have to do that. But most importantly, you know, you... I get a kick out of people, well, I went online and I did this. And I said, well, congratulations, because it's not correct. And they're like, what? And we get that call very, very frequently where someone's went somewhere online, somehow, someplace, and then they discovered that whatever they did, um, it no, it was not what they really thought they were going to do. Right. It doesn't make those guys bad guys, but there's a reason I mean, we buy 97% of everything that we buy right in our area. Mm-hmm. Almost never do we have to go online for anything in terms of something to run our business. Um, so bottom line, our, our listeners just really need to pay attention and check out what it is that they're actually paying for. Because if they just take the ostrich approach, they're going to be paying a lot more, right? Well, and the monthly payment. A lot of people don't realize you can save anywhere from 10 to 20% on auto, for example, by paying for the whole period of time. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a little harder and a lot of people like to do monthly payments. And, but they're just, you know, they're charging you extra money for you renting uh, their money for a while. Yeah, that's Whereas, right. Uh, you know, I showed my son the other day, he cut $300. He cut his uh, cost simply by making one payment instead of six. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Yep. 
Don Kirkendall from Affordable One, thank you as always. It's great having you back on the program, man. Always a fun time. You folks be safe over there and, you know, any questions, anytime. Give us your website. www.affordableone, and we spell out the one, O-N-E, affordableone.com. Don Kirkendall, thank you so much. And friends, we'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.